0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I'm your host. Well, welcome. Um, So as I'm recording this, I'm a day behind. Uh, Today is actually Monday the 11th as I'm recording this, uh, and this was really meant to be an episode for yesterday uh, because my youngest child, Ellie, as many of you know, I share lots of stories about her. Yesterday was her birthday. Uh, She turned 13. And so I had a huge happy birthday podcast for her. uh, And, well, we ended up hanging out all day. So we did some pretty fun things. We went shopping. Um, She got her ears pierced again. uh, And we we went to her favorite place for lunch, which is Olive Garden. uh, And it really was a fun day. So Uh, I'm sorry that I'm a little late in getting this episode out to you. So 13 years ago, Ellie was born. And if you are a part of our Grow By One Choice Facebook group, so that's a private group. Um, Many of you probably are. We've got about 900 people in the group now. Um, Yesterday, I did a post, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, kind of describing... Uh, the scenario of Ellie's birth. Um, I'm not going to share all the details, but I will say this. It was not a normal birth, Um, and it's a a miracle that the two of us are alive. So Ellie, um, in all of her glory, she is so fun. Um, She's definitely smart. Uh, Math just seems to come to her. I think she was created with a mathematical brain. It's fun to watch and also uh, slightly disturbing, <laughs> but she's very smart. Uh, she makes friends easily, but she also has um, a really good head on her shoulders as far as being a good friend and what makes a good friend. So. Uh, You know, she's got levels of friends, if you will. So she can be everybody's friend, but yet the people she chooses her time um, with, it's done in a very wise way. So that's pretty cool. Um, She's very kind. um, And she never ever stops talking or moving. Okay. She's always been like that. Uh, she, kids kind of loud at times. Uh, there's some times where I have to just be like, okay, you need to go find somebody else. Right. Um, but she is a pretty amazing kid. She's going into eighth grade this year. I'm, I'm really excited to see what's going to happen for her and her life. So, um, Very briefly, uh, when Ellie was born, it was emergency. She was six weeks early, uh, and we're really glad that she did because she probably would not have made it um, to the next day. Uh, She had a complete knot in her cord. Uh, And during that process, I was clinically dead for three minutes. At the same time, she was having CPR uh, in the elevator on her way to the NICU. So it was pretty intense for all involved. Uh, I can tell you this, that when I had this experience and I don't know if you can hear this or not there I'm sitting outside recording this it's a beautiful day my feet are in the grass it's just got a nice little gentle wind to it Uh, it's like the whole universe is saying yes Michelle tell this story (laughs) Um, so we went in and we knew she had to come and uh, there you go I'm on the table Um, I knew I was bleeding out. Um, And there was a time when I felt complete peace, uh, complete warmth, Um, everything slowed down. It was like everybody was going in slow motion. Um, And I had an experience where, uh, you know, the, the typical, if you'll call it that, um, out-of-body experience where I was kind of hovering above the, the operating table. And I was able to tell the doctors some things that they said, procedures that they did, um, and, and even tell them, uh, you know, the, about the doctor that was on the telephone, which surprised them because that never made it into the, uh, medical records. So they're like, how did you know that? And I said, uh, cause I saw it, I heard it, I knew, I knew it. And from there, um, It was like I was transported to this room and in the room sat my mom. Now, my mom had passed away about five months prior to this. So on the one hand, I was kind of surprised. But on the other, I really wasn't. I don't think I logically was thinking anything. I think in that moment it was just like, oh, there's my mom. And my mom was holding this little baby and I'd say maybe nine, ten months old, somewhere around there. And I instinctively knew this is my daughter, Abby, that I had lost years before. And uh, looking at the two of them, first of all, my mom had kind of a rough life. Uh, I personally, I know she had friends and and family that experienced a different side of her, but I personally experienced the um, what is most likely depressed PTSD, anxiety, anxiety, uh, mom. So I never really saw her in complete peace and I saw her that way in that moment and I felt it and I felt the love that the two, two had for each other. It was just beautiful. I, I can't even really describe it with words. And I knew a couple things right off the bat. Number one, I, I knew that if I had touched the baby, I had to stay. And, um, as my mom and I were talking about it and I was really trying to make that decision and my mom said, this is how you know it's my mom. She said, are you really going to leave Josh down there with those three kids? <laughs> and I said, huh, yeah, he probably he probably doesn't want to do that by himself, does he? And um, so as soon as I said, okay, I guess I'll go back, boom, I I was back. I was back in my body. I was on the table. It was like I fell from 10 stories flat on my back. Everything hurt um it it was really quite intense uh and you know of course the people that were helping me were a little worked up themselves um and there's so much more to this story honestly i shared some of it in that facebook group so just go look up our facebook group grow by one choice and if i remember i'll try to put the link in the description for you so if you want to join us Um, but there's some things that I learned about that experience that you may find helpful and encouraging. First of all, there is no separation. Uh, we are energetic beings. And of course, as I'm talking about this, our new cat is here and says she wants to hang out. Uh, depending on who you ask will depend on what her name is, but she is a feral cat that has adopted us uh, and she's hanging out with me. Not surprisingly, because anytime you're really doing any energetic work or, or me just telling this story in this way brings my energy level up, uh, usually cats in particular are very attracted to that. So she's just going to hang out here with us. So there's no separation. We are um, at our true essence. We are spirit. We are energy. And so there's absolutely no separation, even though you have a loved one that has passed on. They're, they're no longer in their physical body. Um, they do not cease to exist. They're, they're still there. Um, death really isn't real. Like it's not a finality like everybody thinks it is. Um, it, it's transformative. Okay, this is very interesting. As I'm recording this, there are literally six deer trying to come out of the forest now. (laughs) Okay, everybody is really enjoying this episode today. I don't know if that helps you understand its importance. Um, We are pure spirit, okay? Even though our five senses can feel the wind, can, you know, smell the scents, can... Uh, taste food, even though we can see things, right? We are pure spirit energy. And here's a a big thing for you to remember. Everything always works out exactly as it needs to. Um, One of the messages I keep getting over and over again is you can never make a mistake. The system is rigged in your favor. Even if it looks differently, the system is rigged in your favor. That could be a whole nother podcast episode. Uh, Another thing I learned is that the universe is always helping us. Um, Even in that moment, you know, as I've told the story, people have been reaching out uh, since I I shared the story yesterday on Facebook and they've been, you know, saying, oh my goodness, your courage. And, and I was like, courage, courage to do What? (laughs) Uh, you know, and they said to share your personal story. I'm like, oh, this is for everybody. This story is not just for me. Um, this is a, a a message for everybody. And there's no courage in it. It's there's it's that just is a reality. Uh, and I hope that it inspires and encourages other people. Right. But the universe helps us. You can look at that situation and say that was a bad situation. I don't look at it that way. And I didn't look at it that way then either, Um, depending on someone's role in that story uh, could definitely depend on your perception, right? Uh, But in reality, you get to determine or label or identify what your event is, right? Good, bad, ugly. I choose to look and say, it's all good, okay? Okay. And the one thing that I think is overriding from this situation, and I didn't share this in the Facebook group, but I am free. I I never have to be a victim again. There's not one scenario, situation, condition, or circumstance that I am a victim of. Um, I will tell you this, that it has completely changed my life. Um, and... I'm not gonna tell you in this episode, maybe at some point, but uh, when they finally got me back to my room, and that took a long time because I was in recovery a long time. Um, you know it's pretty bad when two nurses and a doctor stay literally by your bedside for an hour and they nobody leaves you. That's that's when you know it's bad. Had about four units of blood, so not, not too bad, I guess, um, but it was significant. And they got me up to my room And uh, I was having a lot of uh, pain uh, and they had given me morphine and they just thought it was the, I don't know, the compressor thing that they put on your belly uh, after surgery. And so they, they loosened that up, but unbeknownst to them, I was having an allergic reaction to the morphine, which we didn't know I was allergic to, and I did end up dying again. So it was about four minutes that time. Uh, I'm not going to tell you that story. Uh, but I can tell you this, since having those two experiences and then a third one a year later when I had a stroke, I promise, I promise I'm, I'm staying here for a while, okay? I'm not leaving anytime soon. Putting all of those experiences together has completely changed my life. I make um, decisions about everything very differently. I have very different relationships. I have chosen a different career path. Uh, every single day, my outlook is different than it used to be. Um, so for example, around that time, I was also diagnosed with, uh, diabetes. I had these three children. They were my little sugar cubes. I called them, uh, and everybody that you talk to, especially in the medical world says, oh, you you know, you're, this is going to be a problem for you. You're going to have this your whole life, uh, blah, blah, blah. So in essence, what they're saying is, oh, diabetes caught you. You're you're done for now. You're you have to be a victim. And the reality is that is not true. Uh I have been, especially the last four weeks or so, uh, I have been uh really doing some internal work, uh focusing on uh my body, my physical health, calming my nervous system. There's a whole whole lot of things that I'm I've been doing. Um my numbers have never looked so good. <laughs> so uh, I'm not doing anything different as far as the doctors are concerned. I'm actually not even doing any exercise because my, the messages have told me, you know, no exercise right now, just really focus on calming your nervous system. Um, and so I I'd use that as an example to share, we're not victims, we're creators of our life. And I know that that can sound encouraging to some and discouraging to others uh, when you have to confront and say, I am the problem and I am the solution, that can be kind of scary sometimes. Uh, But I promise you, you'll never have a greater level of freedom. So for me, I feel like the last 13 years has just been extra. And honestly, the rest of life is just for fun. I I literally feel that way right now. The rest of life is just for fun. And yes, we're going to do some important, amazing work here. um, And I'm going to have a whole lot of fun doing it. So you get to choose what you want. You get to choose. Are you going to believe this experience that I had or say, yeah, sure. I believe you, Michelle, because you don't you've never lied to me. I just don't believe that for me. Or are you going to choose to take that on and say, "Okay, what does this mean to me? Right. Um, And, you know, consider consider um, that there are, are things happening for you and you just don't see them. So one of the questions I I keep asking myself is, what am I worthy of receiving? I love that question. What am I worthy of receiving? Because several things happen when you ask that question. Number one, when you first ask it, um, you get all caught up in the in the wording. Like, well, what is worthy? Right. And what is receiving? And then you kind of step into the waters and you're like, well, you know, uh, happiness, right? Well, I can I can tell you this, the more that you sit with just that one question, what am I worthy of receiving, and you do your work, that list of what you feel like you are worthy of receive, receiving will get so much longer. Okay, so sit with that, whatever that process looks like for you. For me, it looks like maybe writing the question down on a, on a post-it note or putting it in my journal or on my schedule uh, or on my bathroom mirror just to kind of stay in that question. Okay. And, you know, hey, happy birthday to to Ellie, uh, even if it is a day late. And uh, happy death day and resurrection to us both. Uh, I'm so glad that, that we chose to stay here. Um, and I can't imagine what the next 13 years will bring. So with that, uh, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. And uh, with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. And we'll catch you next time. All right, bye-bye.